Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited 42 podcast. Again, with all the feedback, we want to jump straight into a review from um, AP Scott. AP Scott it says, uh, congratulations on the podcast. Steve shared this with me at the right time. I have been searching through podcasts for two weeks, trying to find a new one. My family recently moved across country and joined a new church, and we are still readjusting our daily routines. I suffer from depression, and it can get really it can really make it hard to want to do anything at all. I have been searching for motivation to get back into my daily reading and establishing some non-worldly activities. I look forward to listening in the future. Awesome, AP Scott. If you send us an email with your address, we'll get you a picture or not a picture sticker, a sticker, (laughs) Sticker. not a picture, (laughs) but, um, yes. Thank you. AP Scott. We will get you something in the mail, a sticker, and we're going to pick up pretty quick because parenting took up a lot last time and we want to get right into it this time. Yeah. So we left off, uh, we wanted to pick it up with two, uh, the two questions that initially, um, we had wanted to cover and one of them was on uh having a blended family and how to be on the same page as your spouse uh when if ever it is a good if it is good to step in uh when the other parent is disciplining uh and then the other one we also want to cover is uh from tim i would like to hear a podcast on raising teens in today's society with cell phones social media etc it's very hard sometimes and it's always good to hear other parents stories warnings advice thanks well, so right off the bat, like technology is huge. Yeah, technology is huge. Like that's something that we didn't have to deal with when we were growing up that now is, I mean, we'll carry little mini computers around in our pockets all the time. Sure, sure. And the different temptations that are available there along with social media and all the information that is out there, right, wrong, and indifferent. I mean, it's... It blows my mind. I mean, when we were talking about forgiveness, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I Googled a bunch of stuff. And then I was finding teachings, Mm -hmm. supposed like teachings from churches, from quote unquote pastors out there talking that like when I read it, I was like, where are they getting this information from? Um, So I think it's important that we do hit on technology. Yeah, for sure. Because it's it's definitely – Definitely a big thing because, you know, going back to the last podcast talking about, you know, different uh, worldviews, they're using TikTok, they're using Snapchat, they're getting, you know, stuff off of social media that are, that are there you go, uh, supposed believers or people that are trying to portray a message, you know, podcasts, right? right? You can listen to podcasts yeah. and, hey, this is a, a podcast centered on, uh, you know, Christian beliefs and centered on Jesus Christ. But there's also podcasts that are centered on um, walking away from the faith. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and do you really believe, you know, and there's podcasts for that too. And so, you know, how do we monitor and how do we navigate those things? I think is important. Uh, I want to go with the first one uh, first with the blended family and okay. talk about that. And then we can tie, tie that one in into that. For um, sure. So uh, I have blended family. You have a blended family. Um, when Deanne and I got married, the kids were um, so... Lexi would have been the oldest. She was nine and JJ would have been four and I didn't have any kids. And so we got into the relationship and got married and I was just got out of the Marine Corps being in the Marine Corps reserves and, um, you know, came from living a a crazy life. And then now I moved back to Sierra Vista uh, from Scottsdale and moving back and having a family. And obviously it was not centered on, on Christ and um, trying to parent and, and also trying to navigate with her being divorced and having that parent, you know, their dad in town also, it, that's tough. That's another uh, thing to, to, to hurdle, uh, you know, hurdle to, to jump over as well. Um, and, and it's super difficult. I know um, it's sad looking back because I know going into it, being in the military, right? Especially right. the Marine Corps. Like I know how to fix bad behavior. <laughs> break them down and build them break back them up. Break them down and build them up. You know what I mean? And that is the worst thing. Um, so when we look at parenting, when we look at parenting, not just from a blended perspective, but when we look at parenting as a whole, it, you know, we need to focus on the relationship and not the rules. Um, uh, there's, I think it was um, James Dobson from Focus on the Family that says rules without relationship equal rebellion. 
right? And so I didn't try uh, building that relationship. I was more focused on, hey, this is the way that the, you know, the lay of the land and the way it's going to go down. And that was a horrible way from from looking at it. And uh, it, it, it got to a point where, um, you know, Deanna and, and her ex, uh, you know, they didn't have a set parenting plan in play. And so, like, it was kind of like what was best out of convenience. And Deanna was really trying to, like, um, you know, based on his job, you know, trying to accommodate that and um, thinking that that was going to be best for the kids. And um, it, it was hard, man. And then Deanna and I get pregnant and we have twin, twin boys. You know what right. I mean? And that's going to affect those two kids. Without you know a doubt. Mean? The amount of attention that has to go into it, just a baby alone, but now two. multiply it. Yeah. yeah, now two. And now the baby that you're having with this other, you know what I mean? And so like, you know, God, I, I mean, I remember it was at a point where, where it was so hard and so difficult. Like I even had told Deanna, like, man, if you wanted to go back, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't even blame you because just seeing the brokenness and all the things that we had to go through, it was, it, dude, it was hard. It's difficult. You know what I mean? And, um, so it, it got to a point where it was, it was real bad. Um, Unfortunately, JJ was, I don't remember how old he was at the time. He was probably like six. And uh, he sits Deanna down at the table. And I think we had just had the boys. And uh, he sits her down at the table and he he tells her, he's like, I, I want you to leave him. Me. She's like, I will. Oh, wow. He tells her, I want you to leave him. And Deanna's like, wait, what? And he's like, you, you, you said you would never pick a man over us. And I want us to leave. And Deanna's like, you're right. I said, I would never pick a man over you, but for good reason. You know, he doesn't beat you. He doesn't hurt you. He's, he's not mean to you. You know, he's a little bit overbearing, you know what I mean? And, um, and he wanted to go and, um, and I had to watch my wife break because she's like, I'm not going to. And he's like, fine, then I'm leaving. And this is a six year old. Wow. And, um, and from that point on, he ended up living with his dad and we didn't get a whole lot of time with him. And, um, you, you know, looking back at that dude, like that's my fault. And I know there's a lot of other factors that play a role into it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to discount other, other things, but I can't look at those other factors and say, well, if this would have been different or if that would have been different, my way of parenting pushed him away because I was, I was more focused on trying to be the better dad. I was more focused on trying and I never like I never tried to be dad. I didn't ever want to try to take their place as dad. And as a matter of fact, the kids never even called me dad. You know what I mean? It was always Bibby. And even still to this day, for a majority of the time, that's what they call me. You know what right. I mean? That was my nickname at the time and they called me Bibby. And um but I wanted we wanted to be better. And I think that's where in in a sense for us where the that other parent is still in the picture that's what ends up happening. It becomes a competition and the kids start being used. You know what I mean? And, and it really didn't, things didn't really start changing. You know, there was a lot of hurt that over, happened over the course of time and, and those things I won't get too into, but you know what I mean? I can, I, I wanted to bring that up because that's my fault as a parent. I was right. trying to be this parent and this is how I was going to do it. You know, they, they talked about blended, like going back to blended family. They say, when you think of a blended family, you think of a blender. Hey, we're all going to mix all these things together and we're blended family. And it's like, no, that's horrible. Like you got to think of it as have the, have a, uh, the mentality of a crock pot where you put everything in there together and over a course of time, right? Yeah. It's slow and low. You know what I mean? And over a course of time, those things will blend in together, not trying to force these things. Yeah. And I think, well, I think you bring up great points. And I mean, having been in the military as well, that's, I mean, I had, my parents were good parents. They, you know, I lived a great life and I didn't need or want for very much. Um, but then having gone in the military, I think uh, that changed my perspective on mm -hmm. things like, oh, well, I'm going to make sure, you right. know, and being overbearing. And I know I was that way for a long time. And then having um, a blended family with, you know, I had Stephen with my first wife mm -hmm. and then Kim and I got married right after she had Caleb, not even a year after she had Caleb. And then um, we had Chanel together. So the, so it was like mine, hers and ours. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, 
But I think it was a little bit different too because um, my ex-wife had custody of Stephen at the time. And um, so it was just me, Kim, and Caleb for a while. And Caleb's biological father wasn't in the picture. And as a matter of fact, at the very beginning, um, I called him and told him like, hey, I'm going to be dad. Like, we don't want anything from you. We don't need anything from you. I'm going to be dad. And for a long time, that that's all Caleb knew. We had to cross that bridge of telling Caleb, like, hey, you do have a biological father. Um, and uh, every now and then he would talk to him, but never really wanted Engage. to be. Yeah, no, no real want to be a part of his life. And then with Chanel having, I mean, that's a whole nother aspect that you add to it. Once we get custody of Steven, then we have Caleb and then we have Chanel together and she's the girl, she's the baby, you know, then it's like, and she's yours. yeah, it, together. ours together. It's like a whole, like you said, it needs to be a crock pot where we're all just there and trying to make this family. Um, but yeah, that it, there was a lot throughout them growing up from uh, Caleb at five months old, you know, is when I came into his life. And then with Chanel and then I got custody of Trey. My ex-wife gave me custody of Trey when he was seven and primarily because of Kim. I'm, I'm going to make that clear. Like she, Kim built a relationship with my ex-wife. God bless Kim because I mean, they're, Without my my without Kim making my ex wife feel comfortable, it would not have happened. happened. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, and that's another thing too. Like you talk about, like yours, you're the parent. Uh, that other parent. That other parent was in town, so I, I can't imagine what that was like. But for us, we've uh, it's always been she's somewhere else, and I can't. One of the things I've always tried to make sure I do is I don't talk bad about yeah. my ex to my son, right? His, I don't want to say bad things about his mom to him. Sure. And, um, the, but there were times where conversations had to be had where he needed to know the truth mm -hmm. and, um, not talking bad, but Hey, I'm not talking bad about your mom, but I want you to know the truth about this, mm -hmm. right? And I think that is – those were difficult conversations to have, especially when he would go spend time with his mom and then he would come back. And she didn't have the same mindset yeah. and yeah. he would come back and, oh, my mom said this, 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 yeah. this. And so hard to just bite your tongue and not just be like – go off you know yeah, dude and you know like even just hearing that dude just like the pains i mean the pains of divorce you know what oh, i mean yeah. and, and who who really ultimately hurts yeah the child the, the kids yeah. man the kid the child the kids you know what i mean they're the ones that hurt and they're the ones that are like torn and we even see it like there's times where it's you know what i mean um where there's an event or there's a, a birthday or a celebration or whatever. And you know what I mean? And, and you see it in family. I mean, you see it in families that are not divorced and you just talk about a married family, you know what I mean? And you're married and it's like, whose house are we going to go spend Thanksgiving at? Whose house are we going to spend Christmas? At? You know what I mean? And then you talk about divorce and it's just, and the kids are torn. And then the kids feel like, you know, the poor kids, the kids feel like, I can't show my love for, you know, this person when I'm at this other house and I can't show, you know what I mean? And right. it, it, they have, you know, they grow up hard, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And so like looking at this from, you know, a biblical perspective, like, you know, obviously the first five years of, of mine and Deanna's marriage, we, we weren't saved and, and, and trying to do life. Guess what? I'm just trying to be the better person. I'm trying, you know what I mean? And what does that look like? Not to be the nice person, you know right. what I mean? I just like, I'm worried about what my ego, you know, most of all, and, and how we relate as how we are as, is this the better house or is that the better, you know what I mean? Right. And, and really after we got saved and, and her and I talking and, 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 and just putting at this place, like no more. We're, we're not going to do this to the kids. Like we are, we are hurting them and we're going to stop. Uh, pinning, you know, one house against the other house. And we need to do, I mean, Romans tells us, right? Like it, as much as it depends on you, you need to be live peaceably with all men. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, I'm paraphrasing that, but you know, that's our responsibility. And just like really trying to take that and embrace that. 
you know, was hard. And then, um, you know, and then after coming to Christ, you know, I told you before we came to Christ, I, I had shared, you know, Lexi had written us a note and was like, look, you guys need to get divorced because Dan and I were fighting and, and all that other stuff. And I mean, like, that's what our house looked like. It was absolute chaos. And then on top of that, you know what I mean? Like, I felt guilty all the time because it was like, you know, our marriage is in shambles, you know, and, 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 you know, Deanna, like, allowed her son to leave to try to hang on to this marriage. Look at where it's at. You know what I mean? And it's like, you got to take a breath. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, like we cannot parent out of guilt. And I know that's, and, and for that parent, like I know for my wife, I know that she parented those two kids out of guilt and the things that she did try to accommodate them for being through divorce, being through whatever it took to that led to the divorce and all those other things. You know what I mean? And, and she parented out of guilt and we can do that with kids too. You know what I mean? I think a lot of the times, like you, you look at families and like, Parents try to like, and let's say that they're they're not a blended family, but parents try to like over uh, over gift the kids, right? Like they try to give them all these things and stuff like that, and they try to compensate because it's like I didn't have that growing up, so I'm going to give it to my kids. Well, then you're still doing out of guilt, you know what I mean? And right. and what happens when you do that to a kid when you when you constantly give them what they want? You you set them up to just think everybody owes them. Okay. And then, and then we spoil them. Yeah. Right. And when we think of in terms of spoil, just think about this, like, do you want to drink spoiled milk? No, no. Right. So like, <laughs> just think about that. So when we think about a kid being spoiled, like just to have that in our mind, like that's not what we need to do. You know, we yeah. need it. That brings up something that um, Kim and I would talk to talked about quite a few times before we were saved was because I was in the army. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always, out in the field, I was at work and stuff like that. And when I came home, it was like, it was like Christmas, right? Like every time. And I wasn't like bringing gifts or anything like that, but it was like, when I got home, I wanted to make the most out of that time and make it enjoyable. And, you know, it was like Kim, Kim said, it was like, she was vegetables. She's what's good for them. She's what's there. And then when I come home, it's like dessert, like <laughs> here comes ice cream. Right. Like, and like, when you think about that, like it, it's horrible when you like think like this parent is looked at like, even though it's what's good for them and what's there, what's constant is looked at like, eh. but then when the other one comes, it's like, Oh man, ice cream. Yay. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and um, so I think that one of the big things was making sure that we both, um, are in that situation. Like we're both doing the disciplining. We're both doing the fun things with them so that it's not just one and the other. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, or making go ask your mom because yeah. you know, it's going to be no, like, don't ask me, ask your mom, mm-hmm. you know, or vice versa. Like go ask your dad. Cause your dad's the one that, you know, I, I was looking through, um, uh, uh, I have like little prayer books that I write my prayers in and I was looking through one of them and it was from a couple of years ago. And my prayer was literally like, God help, help keep me from being the fun sucker. Hmm. I mean, that was one of my prayers because it seemed like I was always in a bad mood or I was always the one saying, no, no, we shouldn't do that. Like, no, let's enjoy it. Right. Like keep me from being the fun sucker. And that, that like clicked in my head. I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's where I was at at that point sure. in time was I was the guy who was sucking the fun out of everything. But um that and that goes back to what I was where I was trying to get that to was like with the what your buddy had messaged you like the disciplining, mm-hmm. right? Like when we're disciplining our children, you know, I, I know Kim and I have always really tried hard not to if one parent is disciplining, not to stop them during the disciplining, sure. unless it crosses a certain line or yeah. whatever. Um, so that way the kids don't, they see a united front, right? Yeah. They don't see us as like, because from a kid's standpoint, if, if I'm disciplining one of my children and my wife's like, Whoa, Hey, Hey, like maybe we shouldn't do that, blah, blah, blah. And, um, my kid's going to look at me like dad doesn't know what he's talking about. It's mom. Yeah, and then they can try huge. and use that to play us against each other that's as huge. well. You know? So, um, I think that's really important with, you know, I, I think as parents, we need to have those conversations in private of, Hey, let's, let's, 
talk about disciplining our kids. And if, you know, hey, if you see me doing this, please stop me in that moment, right? Because you know that I'm going to cross that line. And if not, let's let me finish what I'm saying. Then we can address it amongst ourselves and then maybe go back to the yeah, kid. It's important. It's important for you, um, for both parents to not, you know what I mean? To be on that, on that, on that, on that decision together. Right. You know what I mean? And then talk about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or do something in the sense of like, Hey, you know, tr- like if you need to like tone down the situation, like just send that kid like, Hey, you know what? We're going to talk to you about this later. You know what yeah, I mean? Or not, have some kind of signal or something. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Where you're not going to contradict, you know what I mean? And, I, and, and the biggest thing is having that communication ahead of time. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, what are the it, things that, that bother you in the way that I parent or, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and that was the thing, like, you know, with Deanna and I, you know, getting into the relationship, you know, she would correct me with trying to, to, you know, lead the kids, but, you know, I, I needed to, to let her, especially because it was blended and especially because it was her kids, although they were, you know, I was the dad in that home, in our home, you know what I mean? But I wasn't their dad and, and I needed to let her parent in that way. You know what I mean? And really try to figure out like, what do you need from me? Yeah. What's your role? Yeah. What's my role? You know what I mean? And, and that's difficult. And so you guys have, like, you have to know that. And you, you know, especially if you're the parent that, that is that the biological parent to those kids, you know what I mean? You need to, to know that that person that you're with married you and they married you because they, you have those kids and they want to be a part of their life. You know what I mean? But you also need to let them, you know, if they want to, have decisions in there like hey let's talk about it before we we bring this up right. because that, because automatically like if i if i'm going to say something to to the those kids the biological ones you know and it contradicts something that their dad says you know what i mean it could be right or wrong but it's going to be you know what i mean right. they're going to side with with their parent you know what i mean it's just going to be a defense mechanism automatically you yeah know? and i think it also goes back to that relationship between the mom and dad not just the ones that are in the home for like mm-hmm. you and deanna mm-hmm. me and kim right like if if we're not able to have that communication what how are we going to parent right like if we can't even talk to each other how are we going to raise these kids together whether it's biological or not right like we have to it, it shows uh, a breakdown in that relationship mm-hmm. yeah. so that's just going to bleed into the relationship with the kids i mean yeah I, and you and like you know so with me and my wife we didn't get a chance to you know be without kids and build a relationship you know, and like we got into it and it was kind of like we hit the ground running and you don't get that that time. You know what I mean? And 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 where a lot of other couples like maybe they have that, you know, yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's and, you know, it's hard. You know what I mean? It's hard, but it's, you know, and like I've said it before, I not because I'm a step parent, but because I just, you know what I mean? Not just myself, but other step parents like that is the hardest world on this planet, the hardest job on this planet. It's the hardest role to to hold. You know what I mean? Because you love those kids. You know what I mean? And and for all <laughs> there was the time it was it was for our, our daughter's birthday and I asked her. I, we had Deanna and I had been together for a little bit and, and uh, I was pushing her on these swings and I was like, what would you like for your birthday? She's like, I want my mom and my dad to be back together again. And I'm like, man, mm. broke my heart. Dude. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and, and you know what? I wasn't mad, obviously, because yeah. it's like, you know what? I don't blame you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't, I don't blame her for, for going, but as, as that step parent, it's always going to be that those kids are like, we got the kids journals one time. This was years later. And we knew that they were hurting over things. You know what I mean? And we're like, Hey guys, take these journals. It's like a, like a wish, I don't remember what it was like a wish book, you know, like, and just keep these things, you know, and they would write in them and then leave them. And, and it kind of gave us an idea to see where the kids were at. And one of the first things that one of the kids wrote was, I wish my mom and my dad were back together. And this is years after, you know what I mean? That's always going to be there. I guarantee you at this, to this time, they probably still wish that, you know what I mean? Because that's that, like that parent and the other parent, that's that wholeness, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to take, I mean, obviously like it hurts, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to be defensive about that. Like, Hey, I understand that. You know what I mean? And so, um, I remember telling after we got saved, you know, I remember telling my daughter and, and expressing to her and, and, uh, being with her and telling her like, look, God's love, like to understand God's love, like look at what he's done in our life. She was, you know, she saw us together when we were at our worst without Christ. And then she saw like how our life changed drastically with Christ. 
you know? And after a couple of years of being saved, um, you know, I had told her, I was like, you're going to get something that my boys will never get to see, you know, that the, that the twins, the boys will never get to see because they'll, they grew up like this. Right. This is all they've known. I said, but you saw what it looked like before Christ and you saw what it's like after Christ. I said, and don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget the power of Jesus because he is the only one that made this work. And, and I looked at her and I told you, and, and I want you to know, like, just like how Jesus loves us, like Jesus comes towards us, he approaches us, he wants us, he loves us. That's how I love you. Like, it's easy for me to love my boys because they're mine. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how not to love my boys. But with her, I looked at her and I told her, I was like, I pick and choose. I can pick and choose to either love you or not love you, right. to not have a relationship or not. Because ultimately, like, you have a dad. But I want you to know, like, I choose to love you. I choose to be in your life. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and just hoping to lay that foundation, you know, as, as that parent, as that step parent and knowing like, you know, I do have that role where I can just, Hey, I can let, you know, Hey, you have a mom and a dad and you got to go to them. You know what I mean? But as a step parent, that's not what you're doing. You're choosing to adopt really ultimately adopt them as your child. And it's like, okay, so if you are show them. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, we talked about, you know, we're wrapping this into, you know, like, how do we do this from a biblical standpoint? You know what I mean? It's like, you can't give the kids what you don't have yourself. You know what I mean? You have to know that that's how God looks at us. And as a parent, that's how you get to look at the kids and you get to show them how God loves them. You know what I mean? And model them, you know, whether it, you know, you're, you're on the side of being a mom or you're the side of being a dad, you know, and model that what it looks like to really true, uh, to really truly be a, a, a woman of God or a man of God loving that family in a blended family. So, you know, going back to that whole perspective, like how do you, how does it work in a, in a blended family to be on the same page as your spouse? You gotta ask. So if you're on the side where you are the step parent, you need to ask, how can I support you? You know, if you have a good relationship with the other parent, you know, hey, what do you guys want and how can we do this together? And how can I support? Like you're coming in as a support and trying to do those things. If there's, there's, you know, the best thing that as we grew, you know, um, you know, older and more mature in Christ, you know, I would tell my wife like, okay, whatever your decision I'm, I'm going to trust. Or I'd say, you know, I really don't agree with that. Like, don't do that. Let's not do that. But that was a conversation her and I talked about beforehand. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of me making that decision when it comes to, you know, the twins, well, we're, you know, we're can we're going to make those decisions and it's going to be that way, but knowing that they're that that if I make a decision and I tell, you know, one of the children that that, you know, aren't my biological child, like they're already going to have a defense mechanism. It's already going to like the things that are already going in their mind because of the position that they're that they're put in, like try to avoid that so they're not just looking for a reason to leave looking for a reason to push that relationship away. You know what I mean? So that's what we want to do as, as that step parent, uh, you want to be building the relationship with that child. Sometimes that's going to, I'm not saying be friends. I'm never going to say like, Hey, you need to be friends with the kids. I'm not saying to that point, but know that you can be somebody that's there for them. Right. From a little bit outside perspective. So how, how can you be on the same page as your spouse is, is having that, that conversation and that communication with your spouse, you know, and then when is it good? And we cover that to step in uh, when the other parent is disciplining it, especially if, if that parent is, is the, the biological parent for them, you just maybe rub their hand, rub their back, you know what I mean? Let them have that, you know, and then, and then you know, you guys have a discussion afterwards and like, Hey, what are you thinking? Like what's going on? You know? And a lot of the times when, you know, like I know that if I'm, you know, lashing out or whatever, there's other stuff that's going on. It's not that incident that like got me to that level. There's other things. So I think, you know, really knowing like if, if there's times that, you know, you're on that fence or, or your spouse is like, you need to ask your spouse, like, and this isn't just in a, in a, in a blended or, you know what I mean? In a disciplining sense, but like, how can I serve you? Like, what can I do to kind of unload some things from your plate because you know i get short with my kids when it's like i just get home and and i'm doing all these things and you know my wife's awesome like you know today my my truckload was laid and i was like oh man i can't believe why my truck came in and all this other stuff and she right off the bat she's like what can i do for you and how can i help she knew that we were going to be recording the podcast she knew all this stuff was going on and right away and like there really wasn't anything she could do but just the fact that she offered it i was like you know, she was right. understanding to the to the situation and it, it, it lightens the load in that sense. Well, and I think that's really important in parenting as well. If your kids see, 
how you are treating each other and you're treating each other biblically, right? Like, how can I help you? Like, how can I yeah. serve you? How can, because we talked about in youth group, love is an action. Yeah. Whether it's to your spouse or to your children, it's an action. It's not a feeling. It's an action. It's something that you do. And I think that um, by loving your spouse, the children are going to see that. They're going to see an example of what the relationship is. And that's something that you can always go back to because, I mean, one of the things that we as parents should be doing is like talking to our kids about the relationships that they have, right? Like the, whether it's boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, whatever, we want them to choose people in their lives that are good for them. Right. Mm -hmm. And that they're good for as well. Um, I mean, uh, going into the scriptures, Proverbs 13, 20, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Right. right? Like we want to make sure our kids see us having those right relationships and that they understand the people that they need to surround themselves with. Sure, sure. So um, I think that is something that we, um, we should always strive. Like we talked about it in the last podcast on parenting. It's be that example, yeah. um, regardless of whether it's a blended family or not. Um, and I think all of these things uh, apply to both blended and, yeah, yeah, and regular families. I mean, I, if, if all three of my kids were biologically mine and my wife's, I still wouldn't want to correct her yeah, in the middle absolutely. of, uh, some disciplining, you know? And so I think that, um, I think the biggest aspect of, of that blended family is making sure that the kids see Christ through you. Yeah, and, and like you said, just in any in anything, and knowing that guess what you you're in a unique situation as right. opposed to is it easier when you have you know all biological children and you guys have been together? Yeah, I mean of course, you know what I mean. It's still difficult, but it's much easier. But you know that that's what you're into. You know what I mean. You know that's what you're doing. So you have to you have to navigate that differently. And guess what? You need to seek counsel. Like you got to have other people that you can call up and and talk them and have them walk through those things. Like, you know, are, are the two kids that are the oldest that are the blended? Like I, I never introduce them as this is my stepkid. No, this is my son. This is my daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, they're out of the house now. You know what I mean? They're at that age where they're, they're 18 and you know what I mean? So I can, I can tell you all the mistakes that I made along the way. You know what I mean? I might not be able to tell you how to do it right, but I can tell you how not to do yeah, it. Don't do this. <laughs> you know right? what I mean? Don't do this. You know what I mean? So in that sense, you know, and, and the big thing with discipline and going from this question going into the to the next question is uh is is going to be this if we set our kids to discipline themselves that's the key right so something that i tell my boys all the time and and you've probably you heard me talk to the to the uh the kids in youth group i've, I've told them this where it's like look if you're tired of people being on you about not getting things done and having to do certain things and all this stuff, like if you're tired and you don't want people nagging you then you need to discipline yourself because if you don't discipline yourself, you're going to leave it for somebody else to have to discipline you. Right. You know what I mean? So one thing I tell my boys where you can like, you're talking to them and you're already scolding them and you can see that they're like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, look, if you don't want to have these dumb conversations, whose fault is, it? and I ask them, whose fault is it? M mine, dad. Okay. Why? And then ask them. And I ask them, I always ask them questions. It's like, Okay, why is it your fault? Because I didn't do this. Okay, now why didn't you do this? Because I was doing something else. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, so if you would have done X, Y, and Z, would we be even having this conversation right now? No. Okay. So then what do you need to do so that way we don't even have to have this conversation? Right. Because I don't want to have it any more than you. You know what I mean? So one thing is like, it, it, yes, in those moments, how do we help discipline them and all that other stuff? But let's go back and try to, how do we set up our kids to those places where we don't have to discipline them as much? Right. right. And pour into them because we're not, look, we're not raising kids. We're raising adults. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what we don't deal with, their spouse eventually is going to have to deal with. What we don't deal with, their boss or their teachers or whoever else in society that's going to have to deal with that. They're the ones that are going to have to deal with it because of us 
not dealing with it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't want my kid's spouse to come meet me for a holiday and then slap me across the face because I didn't show them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you raise a slob or you raise, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, we ha- that's the best way to do it. Like, yeah, in these micro little, like, how do we discipline? Like, okay, in those instances, hey, you need to be on the same page. Don't contradict your spouse. But, you know, going back to this question and even even Tim's question about, you know, with kids and, and cell phones and all this other stuff, like, we need to set up our kids to be disciplined within themselves. Right. You know what I mean? And so um, I think it goes into um, I mean, we're running out of time, but we're going to go. We're going to hit this. We're going to go a little bit longer. If yeah, we we're going to yeah. hit, we're going to hit this real quick. The, it goes into technology, right? Raising kids with technology is difficult. We didn't deal with that. We were free range kids, right? Like <laughs> our parents in our time frame. Both of our parents worked. We were basically out on our bikes or on rollerblades or skateboards until the streetlights came on and we came home because that's what mom and dad said to do, right? Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, so there was a boundary with it. We were free range, but there was boundaries. And I think we have to just apply those same things, those same techniques to uh, our, our kids now, right? Like you got to have boundaries with technology, mm-hmm. right? Uh, one of the things I do with my kids, and I'm not saying it's the perfect thing to do, but when they want to get a social media app, I tell them, do the research. Tell me why you want it how you're going to use it. Tell me the, the ways I can protect you and tell me the, some bad stories. Give me a story that of something bad that happened with that social media. Mm-hmm. And I do that because I want them to know, I want them to do the research themselves. I want them to know what can happen. And then I do it so that they know th- how to use it, right? Like, okay, this is, the uh, TikTok, for example, Chanel was the first one that wanted social media. My youngest child was the first one that wanted social media. And I told her and she did. She came up with like a whole essay. She had little clippings and stuff. And she was like, dad, this is what I can do on it. This is how you can control it. And I'd already done my own research. I'm not going to just trust yeah, what my yeah, kids sure, say, but this is how you can control it so that you can protect me. Okay, great. Let's talk about it. We sit down, we have a conversation. Yep, let's do it, right? Give her a TikTok. And then put boundaries in place. Like you're not going to be on it until mm-hmm. midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And you're, you know, you need to have breaks from it. And you need to understand that everything you see on there is not truth, right? Like it's not reality. Um, and when with those boundaries, you have to have realistic um consequences that you can that you can uh actually do right like i mean steven will be the first to tell you tells everybody in youth group like when he messes up like i take it it's gone you know like and then you have to earn it back not always the best way to do it So, so recently one of the things we've done is we have uh an application that we can control when they're able to access things so like during the summer like all right midnight boom your phone stops working period. Like you can make phone calls to me or your mom or nine one one. That's it. You know, like, so, uh, and it was really frustrating for him when he found out like, Oh, I can't get on the internet. Why can't I get on the internet at midnight? Because it's midnight. You have a job now. Like you need to be doing something right. Like going to sleep so that you can go to work tomorrow or, um, and and is, I think that's, uh, part of it, but one of the scriptures that really, because I, having been that army Mm -hmm. dad was like, I was always like harsh, harsh, harsh. And, um, Ephesians six, four, you know, and you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Yeah. Right. Like I was provoking my son to wrath without a doubt on a daily basis because he thinks he knows everything, Mm -hmm. right? So, uh, oh, you know everything? And they start an argument. And then, of course, because I'm the dad and I have the power, I'm taking this, I'm taking this, I'm doing this, right? Like one of the things um, that uh, I really regret um, was one time letting my anger get the most of me and uh, I had bought him a, a TV for, for his room for Christmas or something. And I had told him that I wanted that TV, bring the TV out, 
you're losing that too. Mm -hmm. And um, we had just moved into our new house and it sounded like he was like scraping up our walls and I went in there and I grabbed that TV and I smashed it on the ground, right? Like, and it didn't, I'm sure it did anger him, but it was probably one of the first times that I did something that brought him to tears mm -hmm. and it was just an action. It was not like I was spanking him or sure. anything like that. Like I, the anger that was in me and wasn't any fault of his own, probably all the other things going on in life. I just smashed that TV on the ground and that scared me. Yeah. You know, and um, it was one of those times where I was like, man, when I read that now, I'm like, I was yeah. definitely provoking him to anger on like a daily basis, you know? Yeah. yeah you know, um, when, it, so think of, think of like what we're teaching our kids, you know what I mean? Like um, if you, if you see things in anger, like you'll do it, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. think of like, I know like, Hey, I, you know, um, I worked with my parents, you know what I mean? And when you work with your family, like it's tough. And I remember my dad, like, um, my dad, we would come home and I'd be mad. <laughs> like we would like, he'd be on me, you know what I mean? Working. And then we'd come home and then he'd want to be like loving dad. And I would be like, no, you know what I mean? And just frustrated and stuff. And my dad, you know, he would come and tell me, he's like, look, you, you need to put the work relationship to the side because now we're at home. You know what I mean? Work is work and I'm your boss, but I'm also your dad at home. Like you need to be able to distinguish the two. You know what I mean? And like, it, it was good that he had those talks because it, it, like we have to stop and think in those moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, if we set our kids up to think about their actions beforehand, Right. Like, and that's why it's like, you know, when we, when we spoil our kids and we like just give them things and they don't earn those things, you know what I mean? We have to come up and we have to do things like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we have to, we have to go to a drastic measure because it's like, you're so ungrateful. You're so on this, but why, why are they like that? Because that's, all, that's our fault. You know right. what I mean? And one of the things that, that with our kids, like they ended up getting these, these um, smart dumb phones, right? Like they look like a smartphone, but all I can do is talk and text, but they can't send pictures. They can't get on social media. They can't, you know what I mean? But they have a phone, but they need to communicate, but they also get an allowance, you know, for chores that they're doing around the house and, um, and they pay for a portion of it. So Phoenix, um, you know, we're always on our kids, you know, like mm -hmm. you're being negligent and why are you being, you know what I mean? Like irresponsible about things. And, you know, they, they get their, their ears full of those things. Uh, Phoenix recently was at a birthday party and uh, Diesel texts me and he's like, dad, Phoenix's phone isn't working. I'm like, well, bud, I can't do anything from here. You know what I mean? I'll wait, you know, I'll pick you guys up in a little bit. And, uh, and I pick up Phoenix and Phoenix was just talking about like the phone and, and all this other stuff. And, and there's ways that you can kind of like unlock certain things with this particular phone. And I was like, look, dude, we'll talk about it later. Like we're not there yet. You know what I mean? Let's see. Well, I go to pick him up and he's like, dad, I jumped in the pool with my phone. And, and so it's ruined. It's not working. You know what I mean? And, um, I looked at him and I'm, like, I still have it in me, you know what I mean? Like, I, th I got the Holy Spirit and I have self-control, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, just, you know, like, I still have it in me where it's like, I want to, bam, you know what I mean? Like, lash out and, you know, and I was like, man, I said, that stinks, bub. I said, you know what's going to happen, right? And he's like, what? I said, I'm not going to buy you a new phone. I said, you've been earning money. They got a little side business, a little side hustle. You know what I mean? <laughs> I said, and you're going to pay for it. I said, and you know what, dude? I love you. I said, I'm not mad at you. I said, but do you see how you need to slow down? Like, like, and then, you know, I'm talking to, this is time to talk to the boys, you know, like, do you, you guys see how sometimes me and your mom are telling you guys, like, you guys just don't think? I said, Phoenix, I know you care about that phone. I said, and I know that right now I don't even need to scold you because you are feeling the pain of that. And you're also feeling the pain because I'm not going to bail you out of it this time. You know what I mean? Hmm. I said, so not only do you have to pay your monthly payment for the phone, I said, but now you got to pay for the phone. And um, we get to the house and dude, I got into the house and I went to Deanna. I'm like, Phoenix, and like I got in there before the boys because I knew, you know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> I'll tell to, Deanna, hurry, hurry, yeah, hurry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so she knows, you know, because, and I hope that she would have done the same thing for me because if Phoenix would have had to tell me, you know what I mean? And I'm getting like shocked with this. I don't know how I would have responded. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking like, I know that I would have appreciated her telling me. And I told her, I was like, look, Phoenix jumped in the pool with his phone. I said, 
let the consequence, like it's going to eat him. Like I said, you don't need to say anything. And so she's like, okay, cool. So, you know, Phoenix comes in and he like avoided coming out to the <laughs> living room, dude. Cause he was just in his room, like crying and stuff. And, uh, he comes out and, and we're like, Hey man, let's, you know, we made him some lunch and stuff. And, uh, and, uh, he starts crying. He's at the table and he just starts crying. And he's like, thanks guys for not, for not yelling and, and, and screaming at me, you know, and making me feel bad. Thanks for being, Thanks for being um, loving through loving through this whole situation. You know what I mean. And and here's the thing with kids, right? Like as we go through just talking about all this stuff, I told him in that moment, I'm like, look, Bob, like you're you, you're getting to that age where you need to learn the consequences for your actions. I said, and this is one of them, and this is a perfect example because I know you care about the phone. You know what I mean? And I know that it's a way that you can communicate with your friends. Like it benefits you more than it benefits me. You know right. what I mean? I said, so I don't need to get on you because you know that you were wrong in those times. I don't need to tell you. You know what I mean? I said, but I also got to tell you this, and this is what's really important. I, I told him, I'm sorry that you're so broken right now because you were afraid of how me and mom were going to react to you. Because what that tells me is because I know how you have a tendency to be a firecracker and I have a tendency to lash out on you and you were afraid of what I was going to say. I said, Phoenix, that's my fault. That's not your fault. That's my fault. I said, and and one thing that we tell the boys constantly is I want you to come and talk to me. Like they have a friend right now that's doing some shady stuff behind their parents' back and uh, is like trying to like date somebody, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're teenagers. So what are they doing? Right. You know what I mean? But they're doing some things behind their parents' back. And my parent, my boys were like telling me about it and stuff. And I asked him, I said, Hey, you know, this particular individual is in trouble for being shady behind the parents' back. I said, do you see how they're being shady again? And he's like, yeah. I said, why do you think he's being shady again? And he's like, probably because he doesn't think that they're going to say yes. I said, well, okay, yeah. So, because he wants what he wants, right? Which is not good. I said, two, also, he's afraid how they're going to react. I said, I want you to know this. I said, I want you to talk to me and we can work these things out. I said, and and I'll do, I'll do my best to be that parent that makes you feel comfortable to talk to you. You know what I mean? Because right. if I just, dude, if like every time my kids come in, tell me something and I'm not that parent that I should be and I just go off of my emotions, they're not going to feel safe coming to me. For sure. You know what yeah. I mean? And if I really truly want to help them, look, I know my kids are going to do stupid things. I know they're, hopefully I'm smart enough that they're not going to do the things that we were doing when we were in high school, right? We can't even talk about that on here, but you know what I mean? Like, I hope that I'm smart enough to watch that before they get to that point. But here's the thing, being able to be that parent that they can come talk to and knowing that I know that they're going to make mistakes. I know that they're going to do something that they know that they're not supposed to be doing. And right now I have those years because after they're gone, I can't help that. You know what I mean? I, I won't be able to help that before they get into that mess. I will only be able to help them as they go through that mess if I'm that parent that allows them, you know, to mess up. You know what right. I mean? So how do we how do we help our kids, you know, being online, like with social media and with apps? You said it, you said it good, you hit it, right? We have to have those boundaries, right? It's okay to tell your kids you're only gonna be on this on your phone, on your phones, period, from this time to this time. Right. Right. Like, like you and your, you and your spouse, you know, have to come to a decision and say, Hey, what are we going to allow? And it would be a good idea that if you're going to put your kids in like some kind of timeout from not having devices, if it's important to you to do that for the kids, then it needs to be important for you and your wife to do that too. So like, Hey, between the hours of this time and this time, nobody's on any kind of device. We are all going to be, you know, whatever, reading a book or like do something right. productive I, within the house. Real quick. I think that is super important. Like, because so many parents now have used technology as a babysitter. Yeah. So, so many parents have used technology as a way to not interact with their children or not have to interact. And it started back when they were young with TV. Right. And the parents themselves mm -hmm. refusing to put down their phone oh, to yeah. interact with the children too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so I have my phone, I'm scrolling TikTok and my kids are scrolling TikTok on their phones. And then I get mad at them because hey, you guys are always on social media. Well, <laughs> dad, you're doing it right now, yeah. right? Like, so I think that it's super important. If you were that parent, you need to change to where 
when they're not on social media or they're not on their phones, that, that they're being engaged by you and you're not sitting there oh. doing the same thing. So that's good, dude. And that's, that's, that's my wife, right? Cause I used to say that, you know, when, when, especially when we had our daughter in the house, cause she was always on her phone and I would, I would get frustrated. You know what I mean? And it's like, we got to do something about this. And she's like, fine. She's like, that's fine. But what are we going to do in place of that? So what you're going to have her put her phone down and she's just going to be miserable in the house. Like, let's do something with her and right yeah you know what i mean so because you got to think of this like why why is somebody engaged in social media because they're not being engaged in real life exactly you yeah. know what i mean so like you got to think about those things and, and and knowing like okay if i if i why do i not want them on social media well because you know and you have to work your way back there like i mean there's a there could be you know i could have a reason why i don't want them on social media and you might have a different reason why you don't want them you know what i mean right. so you, the big thing is you got to ask yourself like okay what is going on here and why do I not want them to do this? And you have to, you know what I mean? Re-engineer what you're doing and you need to work backwards, you know? And to say that you're going to like, all right, that's it. We're no more social media. We're getting rid of all that. Well, that's not healthy either. You right. know what I mean? Because here we go. We can overcorrect right. and overreact in those things. So it's got to be like, hey, how do we tighten these things up? And what are we going to do? And you just, you got to focus on small things. Hey guys, we're just going to, take this back a little bit and we're we're going to pull this back where from this time to this time every day you guys can be on your phones and then the rest of the time it's not and you know what I mean what do you have going on and and putting something in place from that you know right. and showing them um another thing too there are uh you know if you're worried about your kid getting into like you know watching things that they, you can't there's something called uh it's something watchdog You'll have to look it up. It's something watchdog where it's, it's, it's tied to the Wi-Fi in the house, right? So it's on the kid's phone. And, and even if they're out and about and they have all this other stuff, well, you know how when your, your phone uh, updates at night, when it's on Wi-Fi, when it updates, um, it will update to your phone. You got to be in the same house. Like, you know, you can't be away, but um, so it'll update and you'll get all the stuff. And it's, and it's pretty neat because like, if they look at something online, like uh, there's keywords, if vulgar language, uh, suicide, uh, porn, um, you know, there's like different keywords. If they're looking that up online, it'll send you uh, notifications and alerts like, Hey, watch this. And then it, I think it pulls it up also. So it's something, something watchdog that you can download and install. And guess what? It's all right. Like you, you, you wouldn't leave a child unattended. That's right. small. You know what I mean? That's trying to navigate through life. So don't feel like, oh, well, I'm invading my children's privacy. Like, no. Like, yeah. you have that right as a parent to to be the parent. Yeah, I think there's there's a ton of apps out there. I mean, Kim and I use one. Uh, it's like, because we use Verizon, right? Like, it's called like the My Verizon Family oh, okay. app or something like that. We can see where they're at, like, real time. Like, she can pull it up on her phone and see the location okay. of where they're at. Um, we get reports about everything that they look at and we can block things. We can set those time limits. Right. But I think that's a unique thing that um, I would love for people to interact with us and tell us, like, if you are using something like this, what are you using with your kids? Uh, so that other parents can go there and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that they talked about this. I need this right now. Let me go find it. Right. Sure, sure. Um, so post a, a comment or something on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, wherever, and, and anything else that you guys think that we missed or maybe we <laughs> misspoke miss on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we didn't have, uh, I mean, we're already 10 minutes over what we wanted to do this episode in, and we were trying to talk fast, but I think we, we so often, like once we hit on something, it's like, oh yeah, this, this, and this, you know? So interact with us guys, interact with each other. I mean, that's what this is, what kind of what we want to do here community, anyways yeah. is make a community of other Christians and bring everybody in. Let's, let's share this stuff. Let's help because by no means are we the authority no. or because that comes from this book right here, this Bible, right? That's the, the authority, but we're not, I'm, I'm definitely not a professional parent. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, and I got one sure. that's going to be 18 in two years, right? Like I, it's tough and we need to come together as parents and help each other. Yeah. And, 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 and I just want to share just to, to, you know, like some, some key points, like rules with, without relationship equal rebellion. Mm -hmm. So like, no matter what we're trying to instill in our kids, like the relationship has to be most important. You know what I mean? They, they need to know that that's most important. They, you know, in, in relationship, even cause we want them to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Most importantly, like, is that important in your life? You know, like, 
do an evaluation of your time. Is if somebody were to look at your guys' schedule or is a sport more important? You know what I mean? Has right. that become more important in, in your family's life and, and, and judging it, you know, judging things like, like that. Uh, one thing that I've heard, uh, Kevin Lehman say that, that I heard him say it and I've just taken with me and, and, you know, it kind of played out with that whole thing with Phoenix where it's like, you know, when a kid spills, you know, milk, they don't need a lecture. They need a rag. Right. You know what I mean? And so like, let's, let's try to engage our kids in, in that way in, in loving, you know, you said, don't provoke your kids to wrath. You know what I mean? And uh, a lot of the times we, we react instead of responding. You know what I mean? That's another thing that Kevin Lehman says. And, and he's like, you know, think about it. If, you know, you went to the doctor and it's like, well, your body's had, having a reaction to the medicine. That's not a good thing. You know what I mean? You want, you want to respond to those things. Like, you know, if you're, if you're at a light, you know what I mean? You don't want to react to the light changing. You want to be able to respond to it, you know? And so that's what we want to do. And, and when, when we do that, we teach our kids how to do that also. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, guys, we're all on this journey together. And, and guess what? There's going to be times where we fail and we're going to feel like bad parents. And, and guess what? The best thing that we can do is show our kids that they have a father that loves them and loves them unconditionally, you know, and, and knowing and being, being like being willing to go to our kids and tell them, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry that I, I went to you this way. I'm sorry that I've acted this way. I'm sorry that I, you know what I mean? And, and I know one time JJ and I were driving in the car and I told him like, like, Hey dude, you know, I'm sorry, bud, for, for being the way I was in the beginning, you know? And, and, you know, he's, he's old now, you know what I mean? He's like, Oh, it's okay. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know if he catches it, but it's like, dude, it hurts. You know what I mean? It hurts mm -hmm. knowing that I had that part to play in that, you know what I mean? And it's like, all we can do is learn. You know what I mean? And, and move forward. So no matter where you're at on the spectrum, like even, I mean, there's probably people that are like, I don't even have young kids. Yeah. But you know, your adult kids are still your kids. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's not too late to tell them like, yeah. Hey, I messed up. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, one thing we didn't hit and I know we're going over, over, over time, but as grandparents also like, Hey, grandparents, you need to support your kids and their decisions, right? Don't, don't say, Oh, well, when you're over at, nana's house or, or papa's house <laughs> if we do things differently like no you guys you, you also as grandparents need to help support you know the parents to the kids to your grandkids you know yeah. what i mean yeah it's cool like i know i appreciate it when my when my mother-in-law takes the boys and and her and her and my father-in-law take them and, and do stuff with them and stuff you know but at the same time it's like hey like also like these are the values that we're trying to instill in them. Right. You know, when my parents take the boys too, you know what I mean? Like my, my dad tries to be like he was, you know, with me. And like, there was a different way that I grew up. And I tell my dad, like, Hey, you can't say those things. I don't want my, <laughs> I don't want my boys <laughs> certain things. You know what I mean? And, and just knowing those things. And, you know, I appreciate it, you know, like, Hey, as parents, like I appreciate the help when they take them. So yeah, please, you know, but as grandparents, like you need to support the kids and their decision, how they're raising the kids. I guess that's a whole nother topic too, but yeah. I don't, I'm not even we'll, knowledgeable we'll, on that. Uh, we'll get into grandparenting in like a year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So, hey guys. Leave it at that. Yeah. But, um, real quick. The thing that I wrote down for summing it all up parenting and uh, through all of this was unconditional love. Yep which you already talked about and fair and honest authority, right? Being fair and honest with our boundaries and following them ourselves. Like I said, with the cell phones, you know, like the, the authority comes from the Bible, right? That's what we want to teach. We want to teach them how to live a life that would be pleasing to God. Right. And that's where we need to draw that authority from. But uh, I mean, God's fair, right? Like he's fair in what he does. This is what, I want you to do. And when you don't, there's consequences. consequences. Yeah. And, um, you know, even when we do repent, we still may feel the consequences of our actions 100%. down the road. Yeah, right. 100%. Um, and that's, uh, those were the two things that I wrote down about like summing it all up for parenting, unconditional love, fair and honest authority. So, Hey, we are at an hour. Wow. So we're going to close this out. Do you want to, throw anything in real quick before i pray yeah uh hey guys again as always uh please uh guys thank you for all your support and uh let us know how we can pray for you uh how we can minister to you and uh guys just thank you for for being a part of this journey with us and and uh hey share share with us the things that have worked for you 
um, you know, we get an opportunity to be super vulnerable and all the, <laughs> all the fumbles and messes up that we have. Uh, uh, but hey, guys, so just know, like, we're, we're not coming from a place of, of perfection at all. So, guys, thank you for, for putting up with us. Go ahead. You pray it out. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time and this opportunity to reach others about such an important topic on how we are going to raise the next generation and how we can help each other and how ultimately the help that we need comes from you and the love that we need comes from you. And I just ask that you help guide us, uh, you help control those things that we struggle with, whether it's anger or, you know, being jealous or trying to outdo another parent, um, help us see what right looks like and help us to control those things and guide us on that path. And I pray that all those who are listening are looking to you, God, for the answer, because ultimately that's the answer that we need. And as we go through this week, you know, I hope that we all find comfort in being able to share what we struggle with and allow us to comfort each other if anybody chooses to share with us in public um, anything that they're struggling with. God, we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.